Can't you see he's the man? Let me hear you applaud. He is more than a man. He's a shiny golden god. If you think it's time to fucking rock and fucking roll out of control, well then you know you've got to rock the block. You fucking sock my fucking cock. Cause when you rule, you fucking school all of the fools out of their jewels. Cause if you think it's time to, if you think it's time to, if you think it's time to fucking rock, he is going to kick your fucking ass. And you know his name is Kyle Gas. Rocking and fucking rolling and fucking rocking and fucking rolling. What was that first song? Is that Tenacious D? Have you ever watched uh, Pick a Destiny? I don't like Tenacious D. You motherfucker. Kevin, you upset me. I don't like Jack Black that much. I liked him as Bowser. And he was good in that uh, Orange County flick. You ever watched School of Rock? And was he in Saving Silverman? Yes. Was he? Okay. I like did you that ever, too. Did you ever watch School of Rock? Negative. Kevin. 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 I Raymond? don't know. I don't know. I don't know what to do with this whole situation. <laughs> You thought it was bad last week with uh, Scott Pilgrim. No, this is this is yes. even worse. This is even worse because I want why it's worse. Well, I'm on a mission. After watching D and D, we're going to talk a couple minutes about it because there's something I forgot to talk about in our review last week. Yep, I'm all for. This is my one mission. My social media mission, I'm going to post on Geek Blurb's behalf that ha- in... Hash- hashtag release the Jack Black cut. <laughs> well, I want Jack Black in the second D&D movie. He is perfect for He would for be it. good in that. He would be a great bard. He's great musically to play that type of role that uses music to influence people. It would be amazing. Um, the other thing that we forgot to mention last week, we were talking about cameos in the movie, and the big cameo, spoiler if you haven't seen it, Skip to skip like ten seconds was Bradley Cooper played a little short little um, mini not even a dwarf like a mini person yeah what, I guess what the, what's with him yeah yeah it's just like that type of race um, it's like a halfling I guess so yep yeah but he he was in there no no fanfare for it there's nothing just a surprise to the audience who watched the movie. Um, but yeah, we, did, we forgot to mention it. I mean, I wanted to, and I completely forgot to put it in the notes, but I didn't want to mention it. But, <clears throat> big thing happened last weekend. 
after our uh, almost three-hour podcast last week. I did go back and listen to it. It was a good show, good episode. Um, the Attitude Era Rewatch finale with Dusty. I edited it pretty well. You were talking about how we were going to transition from the Attitude Era back in because we did record that earlier, and I used the Bret Hart theme song. I forgot to tell you that. I was trying to figure out what theme song to use, so I used Brett's because that was That's a big a good part one. of the. It's a big, big part of the rewatch. So, but last yeah, weekend, I mean, that was mostly '97. So yeah, most of '97. So, um, but last weekend was WrestleMania Saturday and Sunday WrestleMania 39 in California and LA. Um, we're not big into modern day wrestling. We're, we're we're more into the older stuff. We stopped watching probably probably about a decade ago. I did, um, but uh, yeah, it's it's. Uh, it's it's for not knowing a lot about what's going on besides the Roman Reigns stuff, which has been really good. When we when we watched the Royal right. Rumble, it was the one thing that we mentioned was really good about that show was the story that they're doing with Roman Reigns as the leader of the table, so so to speak, and being the 900 day champion so far and being the self proclaimed best in the world. Um, they, I wonder if they're gonna let him be uh, beat Hogan. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. But they're definitely setting him up to have some sort of a historical record, and I think that he's going to at least go to 1,000. Um, I maybe, think he's going to go, yeah. I think he's going to beat Hogan. He'll he'll never come to the uh, level of, like, Luthez, who had it for, like, nine years or whatever, or Bob Backlund, who had it for, like, four and a half. But I think that because of the modern era just recognizes Hulk Hogan as the longest reigning champion, I wouldn't be su- surprised if he beats him. Yeah. Um, and... I mean, the big thing last week in the big match was Roman Reigns versus a returning Cody Rhodes, who came back from injury after coming back at last last year's WrestleMania from coming back coming into the WWF WWE from AEW, which he started, um, and trying to grab the title at WrestleMania, his big WrestleMania yep. moment, and the match was incredible, and it's just a yep. huge letdown at the end. And, but it's it's I, wrestling. I, I knew he wasn't going over. I knew it was yeah. going to be Roman the entire time. Um, I kept saying that in the chat. Yeah. Uh, but just because that makes more sense, um, it business does. wise, yeah. to have Cody chasing after him than well, vice versa. And the um, big rumor, and the big rumor is that the next WrestleMania, which is every year, this rumor comes out, is right. the one who's going to be able to stop Roman Reigns is his real life cousin, The Rock. Um, yeah. And that's and that's the huge setup. And, and and if if Cody had won this match, that setup would have been harder. This this would be The Rock taking Roman Reigns off of the throne, pretty much. If he went to WrestleMania next year and fought The Rock, um, but yeah, it's 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 a story. It's a story which I'm I'm intrigued by. But it's really the only story in wrestling right now that I care about. So I don't want to sit through two or three hours. It's a three hour raw now. That's I don't want to the sit issue through is three hours. Robbing three hours for me. Yeah. Um, I don't have that much time dedicated to dedicate to wrestling when half of it's I don't really care about. Um, yeah. Outside of Sami it's Zayn, than, Kevin Owens, and the table. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um. Although I have heard the show is really good now, but. Then people are really mad that Vince is back in control. We'll get to that later. But uh, out of the two nights, which one do you like more? Um, I I only watched part of night one because night one on Saturday is just impossible for me to watch. I oh, watched yeah. all I watched all of night two and it was kind of lackluster, for the most part. There were a couple of good moments. Um, I did see the beginning of night one. Um, and I don't remember much. Night about one what to happened. me was way better. That's what, um, that's what I can't Especially the, the last match. The last match was phenomenal. Although I do hate the whole 85 finishers get kicked out of bullshit that they do still. Um, yeah. 
But yeah, it was I loved, a really good match. I loved back in the day. We mentioned it last week during WrestleMania 14 talk. Is it was one finisher versus one finisher. Whoever hit it was the winner. There wasn't ten finishers finish fish yep. finishing moves to end the match, and that's exactly what the Roman Reigns match was, and that's exactly what every single main event for a pay per view is, especially WrestleMania that happens every single year. Yeah, the Roman yep. Reigns match it kept going back and forth between the two of them as finishers and, and spears and and uh, whatever Cody's I can't remember what Cody's finisher is, but they kept going back and forth, back and forth, and it was just exhausting. By the end, and, and it just kind of waters down who, what that finish is, what it's supposed to be. It's supposed yeah. to be a finisher, not I'm going to kick through it, kick out I, of it multiple I think times. I loved it at uh, King of the Ring 93 when Bret Hart won. He won all three matches, and I don't think he used his finish for any of them. Mm-hmm. He won one with like a roll-up. Um, and they were three completely different matches, and that's why I've always been a fan of Bret Hart. Uh, it's his ability to do that and make each m- match have its own story. And he didn- never had to use his finisher to to tell the story if he didn't feel like he needed to. Right. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, I mean, you get 85 finishers in the match. Yeah, it's, it's like it's too it gets much. repetitive, and yeah, yeah. yeah it's like was... it's like that famous uh, the Tommy Dreamer chair shot on Raven, where Dreamer was. Oh no, he was going to hit Dreamer. Dreamer wanted to be hit multiple times. He was like tied up to a cage. And Raven's like, no. we're doing. We're, I'm hitting you once because that means it's going to have ten times more impact. And he was right the entire time. He hits him once and people lost their mind. If he just kept hitting him with the chair, it would have been like by the fifth or sixth shot, you'd have been like, oh, okay. I get it. But he just hit him once, put out, knocked Dreamer out, and that was it. Yeah. But the big news coming out of last weekend, besides the show itself, is after Saturday's pay-per-view, I think Sunday morning, the announcement was, or the rumor was, that Endeavor, who is owned by Ari Emanuel, so if you've seen Entourage, the Ari Emanuel who owns Endeavor, or is the head of Endeavor, is the Ari Gold, um, who yes. is Ari Gold was based off of an Entourage, but he owns Endeavor. Yes. They announced that WWE and UFC are going to form a 21 21- billion dollar global company combined uh, i think wwe was um estimated at nine billion dollars during this uh during this investment during this whole investing thing that happened last monday um but yeah they're they're combining forces um that's been the rumor for all along that vince wanted to sell the company and he did but he's still part of it he's still going to be on the board but um that was the big news coming out of sunday it was officially announced monday um Dana White released a statement. Ari Emanuel and Vince, they all released a statement. Um, Ari Emanuel is, is the CEO. Um, Vince McMahon is the chairman. Nick Khan is the president still. <clears throat> Dana White's the president of UFC. So a lot of that hasn't changed. It's just the everything's going to combine. I'm sure there'll be layoffs to kind of progress everything into one conglomerate. But, uh, what are your thoughts? I mean, what are your thoughts? You're a UFC guy. You've been a UFC guy from the very beginning. Um, what are your thoughts? Of, was this the perfect uh, solution to this? Is this something that um, that they're the best buyer uh, out of the the whole entire world that could have bought them out in combined? Better than better than Saudi Arabia. Uh, yeah, much better. Yeah. Honestly, I just wish uh, Peacock or NBC bought it. Yeah, um, that's the only, that's the only other. Right. Um, that's the only other viable. I'm okay with this happening, yeah. as long as the next situation that we're about to talk about doesn't happen. Um, and that's yes. the uh, the network model. Will they transition back to pay per views? I hope not. 
uh, I think UFC pay-per-views right now are like $75. But at the same yeah. time, it's a completely different market. And so it's not like you won't be able to charge wrestling fans that because um, no one would buy it. Right. Um, so I have no idea if maybe it would be like behind a paywall on the app. Maybe pay an extra $20 to watch this pay-per-view. I don't know. But uh, I don't think it'll go back to the pay-per-view model because I don't think that works in wrestling anymore. Well, the only, um, the only thing they went back to the network, the only thing that I could say may happen. And I think I mentioned it to you before is if they did do this, do app exclusive, or if they do like a network, if they keep this network deal, if they make their own network, do it network exclusive, maybe f- six pay-per-views a year. And then do that charge yep, model for the big, for the big ones, Royal Rumble, SummerSlam the, and WrestleMania yeah, would the be the four. big one. I mean, WrestleMania, they could easily, for as as big as that night is, they could easily get a hundred dollars for the whole entire weekend as a double, pay, you know, like a, as a double, you know. I mean, easily. They make money on top of the nine nine dollars a month if that's what they end up keep keeping the charge for. Like, I think Peacock is nine ninety nine now, but um, but yeah, it's it's a crazy time. I mean, they're, the wrestling. They're, uh, Triple H came out Monday saying nothing's going to change. You say that now, but I, I think corporately there's going to be a lot of there's going to be a lot of inclusion of the UFC in the WWE, WWE in the UFC. I'm sure UFC fans are not too happy about that. Maybe I don't know. Yep. Uh, um, and and uh, I I asked you after the sale went through about my stocks because I have stocks in Endeavor. Endeavor. Okay. Uh, as far as if they'll lower or if they'll raise, um, it's changing. They've been all over the fucking place. Do it's been know- like it's been all over the place. Like it's like it was like twenty one dollars. Now it's twenty three, but it's been up. In down between twenty one and twenty three. Do you know what the new bought or maybe eighteen dollars? Do that? you know what the Do you know what the new combined ticker is going to be on the Nasdaq? I have no idea. It, they it's may st- just keep it as in Denver. In Denver. Nope. It's uh, no going to have it's going to have a brand new ticker combined with the the combined company is going to be called TKO on the on the ticker on. So when you're looking through the okay. uh, Wall Street Journal, it'll be just TKO. That's kind of cool. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's a uh, it's a it's a pretty it's a pretty huge thing in wrestling and in, in entertainment sports in general. Um, yeah, it's it's a uh, it's uh, yeah, not much not much for us to say. We're not we're not big in I, I'm not big into UFC, so uh, I know you are. Um, Want to get your opinion on that? So um, what's yeah. I know you I know you have a couple of friends who are really big into it. I know um, I know uh, Lockwin, your friend Lockwin. What's his thoughts on? Yep. It? Uh. He's went through a personal thing this week, so really haven't talked about it. Oh, yeah, talked to him. Um, That's cool. That's much. cool. Um, I mentioned it to him, and he basically was just like laughed at it. Okay. Um, <laughs> but yeah, um, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Um, why Mr. McMahon looks like Gomez from the Adams Family? Oh, his fucking mustache. It's just, <laughs> uh, it's beyond me. But uh, yeah. Oh, oh my God. He looks like a villain who puts a mustache on. He's a good guy with just with a mustache, kind of like Waluigi or Wario. <laughs> Waluigi, yes. <laughs> yep. A uh, uh, quick uh, mention of a fat fuck segment I saw this week. Not even gonna play the whole theme song. Spaghettios announced a new spicy. Um, Red Frank's Red Hot Spaghettio that they're coming out in a can. Do you like Spaghettios? Huh. Did you grow up with Spaghettios as a kid? Here's the thing, Raymond. Never I've never once eaten Spaghettios in my life. I grew up with uh, my mom making like sauce yeah, yeah, and yeah, pasta. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, 
I'd never. I didn't even have Kraft mac and cheese until I went to college. Well, that's because that I grew up with homemade staple. mac and cheese. That was a staple. Yeah, I, I, I did too. But, I feel like uh, we've talked about that before. Yeah, we have. But uh, my mom would make mac and cheese uh, once a week. We'd have mac and cheese and hot dogs yep. growing up. So. But yeah, I just wanted to mention really quick SpaghettiOs uh, new uh, Frank's Red Hot. Uh, if you see it in the stores, grab it. Um, let's talk about what we watched this week. Watched a lot of stuff. We went to the movies. I did a double shot. Saw it, saw it all in one day. Did you end up? You saw? Would you see John Wick? I saw John Wick. What's today? Friday. I saw it yesterday. You saw it yesterday. Okay, so we're all caught yeah. up. Um, let's talk about the episode of Mandalorian this week. This is a cameo-heavy episode. Cameo-heavy. Star Wars is known for that, usually putting him into a Stormtrooper helmet or something where you don't see the celebrity. Right. But this one was so blatant, so out there, that we have to talk about it. Lizzo and Jack Black. Love Jack Black. Played (laughs) him in the beginning. Love Tenacious D. Love Lizzo. I just took a DNA test. I'm, I found out that I'm a motherfucking whatever the hell she says in that song. Fine. She can't act. She's horrible. Oh, she was awful. She Jack was Black awful. was almost as bad. No, she she was awful. You can tell that she's never acted in a big, big thing before. She was nervous. She's a huge Star Wars fan. That's what, So is Jack Black, but she is too. This was directed by... Um, Bryce Dallas Howard. She's had she's had good history with uh, Star Wars, except for the cameos. I didn't mind the episode. It's just the cameos were so out there. And I'm going to bring this up. You know what the jump the shark moment in a, is in a television show? You've heard of that, right? Yep. You know what uh, it is. When Dexter from, kissed his sister. It's it's when it's when Michael Scott left the office. It's when something in a show, a long running show, happens. Where the show just goes right down a cliff. It's the jump the shark moment is Charlie based Sheen. off of <laughs> Charlie right, Sheen leaving, leaving two and a half men. <laughs> jump the shark is when in Happy Days, Fonzie was on a um, on a uh, water ski, and he ends up jumping over a shark. So hence, yes, that's, that's when the show from. that's when the show changed to and it jumped to the shark. This the it's the saying that everybody that's came out in the last know, 20, 30 years, but. This show did it jump the shark? I think it did, and it's 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 just because of the way these cameos were placed in here. It's not just that those two. We're gonna talk about the other one in a minute, but Lizzo, not a good actor. Jack Black is so recognizable that it puts you out of out of it watching this show this week. He's a, he's a very popular comedic actor. It puts you right out of place for a Star Wars story. Um, didn't fit to me. I thought it was bad placement. I thought it was bad plan, bad planning on their part. Um, I did like the main story of the battle droids. Another connection to the prequel trilogy, which I don't mind the prequel prequel, prequel trilogy. A lot of people have problems with it. I don't mind it. Um, but they're reprogrammed battle droids on this little planet um, from the Clone Wars, and they're malfunctioning. Of course, they were they were made to kill and maim and destroy um, stormtroopers at the time. But they're being reprogrammed on this planet to kind of be the slaves of the planet. So everybody on else on the planet, like Wally, 
can become retired and depending on the droids to function as they normally would and work as they as they would so the citizens of the planet can just stay and be lazy and sit on their love seats it's just like wally if you've seen wally um and the leader of, of this robot army or whatever that's doing this is christopher lloyd from <laughs> back to the future he's in his 80s angels now. In the outfield angels in back to the future but Christopher Lloyd is in this. He's he, he's another one of those cameos where you're like, what the fuck? This guy is so, he's so recognizable. It puts you at a place of Star Wars, and it just it just it didn't work for me. I know it didn't work for you either. Um, this whole episode didn't work. Yeah, it didn't work. Um, and it's another one of those episodes where it's straying further and further away from the main plot. And by the way question i put in the notes is what is the main plot of this story right now it's, we... i thought it was supposed to be them retaking mandalore um but Maybe now i understand two... why none of the trailers showed anything outside of the first two episodes because they don't do fuck all yet but this is a detective mando and, and uh yeah it's a detective mando bo katan episode that's all it was right and, and uh it's a buddy cop end, episode buddy cop episode and in the end you find out that doc brown's the villain He's he's manipulating all the all the uh, battle droids to attack people and malfunction, and that's the whole reason that they were sent there to try to figure out what was going on. Um, there was a really cool moment where Doc Brown's confessing all the stuff he's doing, and uh, he's a he's a Clone War sympathizer, separatist sympathizer, and he sa- and he says that Count Dooku Dooku was a visionary. Um, kind of a cool line. Um, Filoni and Favreau also take a shot at the prequels and the politics in the prequels. There's a kind of quick line about that in his in his dialogue. Um, yeah. And the other thing that I've noticed, I'm sure everybody else has noticed, is that in this season, Bo-Katan has become the lead of the show. This is no more yep. Mandalorian as Mando. It's or what's his name, Din Djarin. It's no more. Well, um, that's the thing though. Is like. It, it's just called the Mandalorian, so while we've thought it was about him, it could be about her right. the entire time. It could be. Which is why... Do you want me to say what I heard today? No, it's in, it's in the notes. I kind of want exactly. it on the record. I, it's on the oh, notes. Okay. I, I, I know what you're saying now. It's on the notes. We'll talk about it when we get there. But yeah, it's there's going to be a pivot probably. There's also news that came out because today with Star Wars Celebration, they announced a whole bunch of shit. We're going to get into it in news. But yeah, this is what we're going to stay with Mando right for right now. Bo-Katan is the lead of the show, and that's probably what's going to be set up for the future of the show and the future of the story going forward. So, Yep. Let's just leave it at that. We'll get into it a little bit because there's a lot there, too, that we've got to tackle. But episode... I, I, there's two more episodes left. I don't know what we're going to get, if there's going to be a big turnaround, but this is not living up to the hype of even season two, that big, huge episode that happened at the end. The Boba Fett episode that happened in that season as well. It just nothing is set. Nothing is filling that Star Wars love like it did that se- second season. So we'll have to wait and see how it how it hits the landing. But I'm not too. I mean, it's kind of giving me those Book of Boba Fett vibes right now. At least at least three quarters of the Book of Boba Fett vibes. So, um, and out of Mando talk, let's get into a good episode this week of Ted Lasso.
So you're wondering where Nate was. Nate is in this episode. Still awkward. Still an asshole. Um, but you still want to like Nate, which is weird. I mean, you did, you did see him in two, two seasons kind of being a bumbling, bumbling Nate, I guess. And uh, you still want to like him. Um, and, he, and he tries to apologize to Ted in the elevator awkwardly. Um, you can kind of see the old Nate is still in there somewhere. <laughs> He's like looking in the corner. He's, He's like, oh, I didn't standing see in the corner. Yeah, <laughs> it's great. But uh, this reminded me after watching because I watched Mando right before this. But this reminded me a lot of Star Wars because then Rupert, who is obviously the main villain of this whole entire series, Rupert is yeah. is um is Rebecca's old husband who she stole the yeah. football club from. He's an asshole. He's a cheater. He's a jerk. He tries to he tries to undermine Rebecca's every move with the with her football club. Um, but he's the Emperor, controlling Nate, he's Darth Vader, and who's on a path to redemption with Luke Skywalker, a.k.a. Ted Lasso. It's a whole entire show so far, and I, we already know that's where, what's happening with Nate. Nate's trying to apologize to Ted, but he's kind of just keep, he keeps getting interrupted by it. So we know that's where it's going to go, but Rupert is a snake. You see that in this episode. He's cheating on his new wife, and Rebecca warns him, don't cheat on your new wife. She's she's too good for this. And he also has a new son with her, or a new kid. I don't know if son or daughter. but um, This show is setting up, I think, for Ted to quit the b football club and go back home. He's kinda, he, just, he feels like he's not in it as much as he was before. Um, I think he's going to go back home. So I, I, yeah, I, don't, I don't know. Your microphone's off, by the way. Yeah, um, I, know. I think he's gonna leave it with uh, Beard and um, yeah, what's his name? Uh, the, the, the Roy Kent. Roy Kent. I think they all end up with the club at the end of the series, or maybe just Roy Kent. It may it may even be before the series is over. Maybe he goes home. Maybe there's gonna be an episode yeah. where he goes back home. I don't know because he he, has, he hasn't been. They haven't shown anything outside of Richmond, so be interesting to see. But the show's great. If you haven't seen it, it's worth. It's definitely worth getting into. Um, it has a lot of really cool jokes that. That are intricately planned, intricately intricately placed throughout the show. It's just really good, really funny. Um, acting is amazing. A lot of these, a lot of these people are going to be famous for years to come. I know the guy who plays Roy Kent, Brett Goldstein. He's going to be in the Marvel Universe eventually, playing Hercules. He, he had that cameo in uh, Thor: Love and Thunder. So they're going to have they're going to have careers going forward. Um, and Jason Jason Sudeikis is amazing too. If you've seen Saturday Night Live, you know he's amazing. So. Um, so that's Ted Lasso. So let's get into the movies. We watched a lot of movies this week. Um, last week, last Saturday, it came out last Friday on Apple TV Plus, was the Tetris movie with Taron Egerton. Um, this movie is really, really good. It's the story of how Tetris came out of Russia in 1989 um, and became the the addition to the Game Boy. It was the one game that was included in the Game Boy system and how it went from a Soviet Russia, which is a great depiction of Soviet Russia in this movie, to yep. it going from there secretly and, and with a whole bunch of weird deals going into the hands of Nintendo and putting it into this exclusivity into into the Game Boy system. Um, it was a lot of dealing, a lot of stuff going. Um, and you see the original Tetris. It's a dot dot matrix computer system. No graphics. They use as parentheses to form the blocks. I thought it was really cool to show the original programming of that. 
Um, you see the prototype of the Game Boy. I thought that was really cool. Um, and at the very end of the end of the movie, you see where the real life people of this of this movie that you kind of got invested to as you were watching, see what happened to them in real life. Um, the son of the of the one guy, kind of the bad guys, if you want to say, of the movie. Um, he ended up going to jail for for fraud. The father died in mysterious ways. It's just a really cool story. It's, it's worth watching. Um, even if you're not into Tetris, it's a good movie. Um, Taron Egerton, yes. he's amazing. He's a great, great actor. Um, yeah. Yeah, what, are your, what are your thoughts? Hashtag, that? that's my bond. Yeah. Uh, I love the movie. I did too. Um, I knew more about the story because I'd watched the gaming historian thing yeah. like a year or so ago when it released and then watched it again recently. Um, yeah, I really dug it. Um, obviously, be, they took it from the point of view of the American, whereas in the full story, like like that gaming historian video I told you is like doesn't even mention that guy till like halfway through the video, because um, it's mostly about the Russian guy that invented it, yeah. um, and what he had to go through, um, as far as facing what he had to face in Russia at the time, um, which was still the USSR, correct? Yes. Um, so yeah, it, was right, it was right before. Yeah, a lot the, of it was right a lot of shady shit. <laughs> Yeah, it was right before the wall yeah. fell, so it was like a, in that same yep. year. But yeah, yeah, and Russia is one of those places where you just can't do what you want. No, no. Like you have, to, especially when it. I mean, he he invented the game in a government building, so they wouldn't let him have the game. Basically, is what happened. Yeah. Um. So, uh, but yeah, overall it was fantastic. I liked it a lot. I love Taron Edgerton. Um, he's awesome. I would really like him to be the next James Bond. Yeah. If he's not too old. Uh, but we'll see. Yep, yeah, we'll see. Um, and we're gonna, let's give this a rating. I thought it was really good. Um, I'm going to give it a four out of five. I thought it was mm -hmm. really good. Um, great story, great visuals. There's a lot of visuals of the Tetris game, a lot of video game kind yes. of uh, pixelated graphics that they put throughout the t the cutscenes and stuff. I thought that was really cool, good touch. Um, and I love Tetris. T Tetris is an addictive game. We talked about it. You kind of, and they even mentioned it in the show where you get this kind of. Um, Almost like a hypnotized feeling or a uh, or a uh, hallucinating feeling yes. when you play the game, where you see the blocks falling and you kind of pattern it out. Um, but yeah, what do you what do you give it for a score? Same four. Okay. Yeah, decent scores. I, I think it's a good movie. Um, yeah. Not not too many flaws in it. Uh, and if I see it in a, in a couple of years, I may watch it again. Is that is that good? Um, it is on Apple TV Plus. It's free on there if you have that subscription. So. Uh, let's get into the, the other, other couple of movies we watched. Uh, Creed 3. I watched it in the beginning of the week. Um, got it from sources. Maybe on this other side of the microphone. We'll just leave it at that. But Creed, Creed, <laughs> yeah, it's the cat. Creed 3. Good job, great, Aegon. Great continuation of the story. No slice alone, which is fine. Um, we'll get into spoilers at the end for these next three movies because there are significant stuff in them, but... Um, Creed 3, not so much for the spoiler front, I would think. Maybe we can give a, give a reaction score It's just to one it big thing, but yeah. Yeah. Um, um, I enjoyed this movie, but my issues with it is, I think they, it felt like they wanted to keep it at like two hours, which yes. is fine. Um, but so much of the story that could have been developing the relationship more with, uh, Creed and, uh. The other guy there, Jonathan Majors. Yes, game. I think they could have They could have devoted more time to that. Even though I understand the daughter angle, but like it's not like in Rocky four and five when Rocky's talking to his son and ends up coming back in the movie. It never really came back as far as uh, 
helping progress the story. It was just a little side thing. Yeah. Um, I would have rather spent that much time with Jonathan Majors because every time he was on screen, um, and every time Creed was on screen, it was awesome. Um, but that's really my only gripe with the film, and I do think it would have been a lot better with Stallone. Um, yes. But we'll get... Are we doing spoilers now, or are we saying that for the end? Cause yeah, let's just, let's just one, stop. The, why don't we stop there? And we'll, I have notes for this. I forgot I did write notes. Let's, okay. let's, we'll do it at the end. We'll do a whole spoiler thing at the end. Okay, sounds good. Um, because I think you touched it on a good basis of what we think of it right now. Um, it's a decent movie, good continuation, and we'll just we'll continue it later yeah. on. I mean, um, if you like creator Rocky movies, you'll like the movie. That's yeah, basically it's, what it's comes in the same, same universe, same world. You'll get it. You'll be into it. Yeah. Um, John Wick Chapter 4, you watched it yesterday. I watched it after I watched Super Mario Brothers, which we'll get into in a minute. John Wick Chapter 4, one word, great. That's it for now. What are your thoughts? Good. Okay. Super Mario Brothers, reaction. Incredible. That's good. We'll get into spoilers at the end because I don't want to give away too much on that because I have a lot of notes on Super Mario Brothers. (laughs) Um, New segment. No theme song yet, but we'll have one eventually. New segment. This is going to be our one of our first segments. We're gonna we're gonna post on video, and uh, this is our show and tell segment. We, it's kind of been an idea for a while that if we do go video, if we do go on YouTube or, or Facebook, that we will have something to show. Because we have a lot of geeky shit. A lot of sign things, a lot of memorabilia, a lot of stuff that we can show off and show and tell to everybody. So we're going to do that. And since Kevin just came back from Florida a couple of weeks ago and he went to Jay's Silent Bob Secret Stash in New Jersey, he did buy me something really cool. And Kevin bought himself something pretty cool, I'm sure. So we're going to show him off. I haven't seen what Kevin's got. I, I, I saw what he got me, but I didn't see what he got for himself. So I'd like to uh, start with you. And uh, oh, what sure. do you want to show? What do you got? Buddy Christ, signed by nice. Kevin Smith. That's awesome. It's the dashboard thing. Uh, yeah. I gave you the more expensive gift, so you're welcome for that. I really should have got more, like we were talking afterwards, because what I got you is like limited and special edition. But uh, yeah. That's really, that's really Buddy cool. Buddy Christ. That's really cool. Yeah. I'm a big fan. And we're going to post not, not only video, but we're going to post pictures on our Instagram. We don't use our Instagram enough, but we are going to post pictures of what we got on Instagram. Um, Kevin got me something really fucking cool, <laughs> i got to say. I I um, I collect pop figures. I probably have 70 or so around my house. I have a couple of shelves up yeah. on the wall that are circling my room. I only have around 20. But I have a lot. I have a lot. I have the whole entire collection of Hamilton, so you can tell where I collect but I have a lot of Marvel, and I have I have some cool stuff. But this is probably the coolest thing yeah. I ever have, and this is the first thing I have signed. But yeah, Kevin decided to use tissue instead of tissue paper. That's all he had. Hey, you know that's the first show and tell. Times are tough. He also used a holiday bag in March, which is fine. Hey, it's what but, I had. Yeah, that's what you have. That's what you have. But Kevin bought me a Jay and Bob Silent Bob Secret Stas, the movie mascot movie, signed by Jay and Silent Bob. Holy shit, Kevin! That's awesome, and it's it's really cool. That's pretty really sweet. Yep, it's a two thousand twenty one summer virtual. Uh, is when they had the virtual comic cons going on, but yeah, it's exclusive. I think it's exclusive to the Secret Stash. I think it's the only place you can buy it, um, especially signed. Yeah, like, especially signed so. like this. Um, yeah, yep. it's really it's really cool. Um, yeah, I'm gonna put it up on my shelf. I gotta get a protector for it though because this is one of those things I need to guard with my life. So that's awesome. <laughs> signed by signed by Jay and Bob. 
movie. Of course, if you've seen if you've seen Clerks two, movie ma movie mascot is is the uh, is what that is. So, yeah, awesome. Ah, so that's our first show and tell. We'll have more stuff. There's a lot of stuff that we both have. We can grab one thing a week or one thing a month and kind of show it off. But that's Let's the plan. Do it monthly. I don't know. I've had that much stuff. Yeah, we'll do, <laughs> we'll do it monthly. You do have quite a few cool things. So, um, I do. A lot of news, so let's get into it. And it's not a new segment without the trailer roundup. First trailer came out last weekend. Secret oh, God. Invasion. God damn it. Secret Invasion on Disney Plus. Um, I think it looks fine. I know. I know you're kind of hesitant on uh, Disney right now. No. And Marvel. No, I think it looks great. Um, the first thing in my notes is the Barbie trailer, which is why I said, oh, God, oh, God. Oh, okay. But, um, okay, yeah. yeah. So <laughs> That's Secret why it's missing some notes here. Okay, so, yeah. Yes. I, it Se looks awesome. It looks awesome. It looks great. Secret, in Secret Invasion looks great. Um, it's going to be some sort of a... Of a uh, it reminds me a lot of uh, Winter Soldier, which is... Some people say it's the best Marvel movie yeah. that's put out. I think reminds it reminds me a lot far. of that. I don't, but that's just me. But it's... Uh, it's... Um, yeah, it has a lot of those vibes. Um, there's going to be a lot of connections to the overall uh, scope of the MCU. So, looking forward to that. Comes out on June 21st. It was officially announced last week in the trailer as well. Um, poster is Nick Fury, kind of mixed with the Skrull. You're not sure whether it's really Nick Fury or if it's Skrull Nick Fury. You're not sure what's going on here. So, it's, it's very interesting um, to see how this is going to turn out. Uh, especially after a lackluster couple of movies that we've had so far and um, in phase five or whatever. Now we're in phase right. six. Plus, I mean, now. anything with Samuel Jackson's five. good. So yeah, yeah. As long as he's the main guy, and they don't have like episodes where he's just not in the episode for no apparent reason. Yeah. Then it should be very, very good. And is and it? You, did you say six episodes or eight? I'm not. I'm not really sure what it's going to be. Uh, okay. um, they've been they've been sticking with with six for the most part, but we'll see. Um, if it's six 40 minute episodes, that'd be pretty cool. 40 50 minute episodes. But um, you mentioned this. We saw the theater when we when we went to the movies. Saw saw Mario. Barbie. Oh my god! It looks awful. It looks god awful. It looks horrible. It looks. It. it I, I don't know who this movie's made for. Women, I guess. But then they tell a joke at the very end about jerking off people in beach the beach. Beach off. Beach off. Let's have a beach. Which, let's have a beach off. Which, if it was the right two actors, like if it was like Will Ferrell. And, right, 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 right. I don't know Jonah Hill. It would have been probably really funny, and yeah. especially if it wasn't in a Barbie movie. But 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 not Shang Chi. The delivery with Sean Chi and and fucking what's his name? Yeah, yeah, it's it's awful. Um, I I don't know. I don't know. We may watch it for the or I may watch it for the podcast just because we nope. have a lot of hype. Oh, to I'm it. gonna watch it, but I'm not going to the theater to it. Oh hell, I won't no. see it in theater. It no. it comes out in July or something, right? So yeah, yeah, I won't see it in theater. But a good trailer that did come out this week was the oh, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. I know, I've you're trying to avoid it. it. Watch it. I'm trying, yeah. With things I really care about, I try not to watch this after the first trailer. I like to watch the teaser and then kind of go from there. Um, well, I'm if, gonna, I can, if I can do it. I'm going to spoil something in the trailer because I don't care. If you I've heard spoilers to... for the trailer. I just, no, go for it. Okay. Um, they did mention in the trailer... Um, Spider-Man 2099 did mention that um, that the little nerd on Earth 19999 which is actually supposed to be Earth 616 which was mentioned in uh, Doctor Strange but he did mention Doctor Strange by name and he did mention um, 
the Peter Parker and Doctor Strange mess up that happened in Spider-Man No Way Home. It was mentioned in the trailer. So there is a yep. connection to there to the Tom Holland. There's rumors, of course, that Tom Holland and the other two, uh, Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire, are going to I be I heard Andrew animated. Garfield was in this trailer. I heard no, Andrew Garfield uh, was actually in the trailer. In the, in the international trailer, there's clips of older Spider-Man movies. Um, it just shows the logo okay. on the chest, and then it goes okay. into Miles. Gotcha. That's all it is. There's no, gotcha. the, there's no animated Andrew Garfield or anything in there. In so there they yet. just allude to it. They allude, they allude okay. that there, there's Spider-Man universes <coughs> and, and that they're part of it. So, but trail, trail looks awesome. That comes out um, in July, I believe. But yeah. Um, but today we mentioned it was Star Wars Celebration, the Lucasfilm um, panel that they had over in London, where it's currently going on. Um, first thing I want to mention before we get into the big Star Wars news is there was a lot of Star Wars news. Kind of took us by surprise. This was supposed to be an easy week after yeah. last week's three-hour episode, but this Star Wars stuff was a, was a pivot that we had to take this. I week. forgot. I thought it was next week. I didn't I, even know until I woke up and had notifications. And I'm surprised that it was on Friday because usually this stuff comes out on a Saturday. So it's great for us on a podcast so we can talk about it. But yeah. the, fi- the final trailer to Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny, which, which comes out in June. I looks did in, watch that trailer. It looks incredible, and the reason why it looks incredible, awesome, is because awesome. of the music. They put they put sympathy for the devil, and they turned it into yep. the Indiana Jones theme, which was incredible. It just set the tone for the awesome. whole entire movie. <laughs> and I wasn't the last couple of trailers for this kind of didn't, didn't get me into it, but this trailer got me into the movie. I'm excited for it now, and I can't wait. Um, they released they released a poster for it. Iconic Indiana Jones poster. And it looks, uh, and it looks, looks good. So good. Everything, everything in the marketing. Good is phone for background. This. Yeah, it is, and the marketing for this movie now, I think, is going to be great. Um, still and I think his sure. what is it? His god, his goddaughter is that who she is? I think, I think that's what She looks what like it she's going to be a really good, really good addition to the cast. So, really good addition or replacement because they're saying this is his last story as Indiana Jones. They're, they're definitely yep. marketing it as that that he's done after this. No more. Well, because so, he's eighty-one years old, right? He can't do. He can't. He can barely hold the whip now. So, um, does look good. So, if you haven't seen it, go on YouTube, search it out. It's a brand new trailer from uh, Celebration. So, it's awesome. Um, Indiana Jones. Um, they didn't use the volume. He he did. Do, James Mangold, who directed it, said that we did real shit. He did. He did real shit on the set. Didn't use the volume, which I'm very happy that happened. I've kind of yeah. mixed feelings about the volume. Um, I think it's. I think it can be a crutch in some ways for people if it's not used correctly. So it's a useful tool, but you can also overuse it, like we yep. saw in Ant Man. Yep, Ant Man. Yep, um, and even some of the Mandalorian stuff lately has been like that mm-hmm. too. Um, but let's get into it. Speaking of Star Wars, let's get into it. First thing first, Ahsoka. They released not only the poster with Ahsoka coming out in August of this year, but they released this epic, epic trailer. Showing lots of cool Jedi action with lightsabers. Um, mm-hmm. uh, Rosario Dawson coming back as the character of Ahsoka. Of course, and, the character uh, that was created for Clone Wars by Dave Filoni. Um, and this is a setup, a continuation of uh, Rebels and Clone Wars, the whole, the whole entire cartoon universe of Star Wars that came out after um, Revenge of the Sith. Uh, what were you going to say? Uh, Ray Stevenson. Isn't it? Yes. Yeah, he plays some sort of a not he a looks Sith, but a bad awesome. guy. He looks awesome though. Yeah, he's gonna be a bad big... guy. He uh, he's awesome in pretty much everything. He was, I don't care what you say. Uh, Punisher Warzone was awesome. Um, 
just for the violence that they used in that movie. It was just fantastic. Um, he's, and he's he was great. also great as a villain in Dexter at one point. He's just, everything he's been in, He's he crushes everything. Great in the Thor movies, Mar- he's MCU he's been in. Oh, yeah, I forgot he was in Thor movies, too, yeah. yeah. But yeah, trail looks awesome. Uh, they released a lot of uh, they released a lot of the the uh, the actors who what they're what they're playing. I, I don't know anything about Rebels, so I don't know. But I know uh, I know uh, they released a couple of the people who are playing characters from Rebels in that. Um, so yeah, it looks good. If you if you if you like uh, Rebels and you like Star Wars, search that out. Um, Andor season two arrives a year after in August of twenty twenty four. Um, second season, I believe that's going to be the fi- fi- final part of that. Um, and they announced that, um, another series come out this year, Skeleton Crew, um, that's going to be coming out, it has, um, Jude Law, um, it's, I don't really, I can't remember what it's about, I think it's kind of like a Goonies, Star Wars type kid story. Yeah, it's about younger kids, right? Younger kids, I believe. With the Rebellion. Yeah, something like that, I'm not really sure what the story is about, but that comes out this year on Disney+. Plus. It seems like they're doing two Star Wars stories a year, by the sound of it. Mm. Because next year in 2024, they're also doing the Acolyte. Um, they're saying that it's Frozen meets Kill Bill. Um, they they yeah, did I don't release. Know how I feel about that. They did release uh, for the first footage from it um, at Celebration. Didn't come out online, but um, but that's it for the stuff they've already announced. Kind of kind of old new new news for old projects. Then they announced three new movies, not a trilogy, but three new movies set in three different timelines. First one we're going to talk about is the first one that's coming out. James Mangold, who's doing Indiana Jones, is doing a new Star Wars movie, the next one. Yep. Um, and that's one's going to be called Star Wars Dawn of the Jedi. They're saying that it's a biblical epic. Um, and it's a, it's a um, story set in the distant past, which will focus on the earliest Jedi, the earliest part, the earliest influence of the Force. Um, and the second movie that they announced will come after this is a Mandalorian movie that's going to culminate every single story on Disney Plus, but it's going to be in a movie theater. Um, Dave Filoni is coming in to direct it, um, and it's going to culminate the whole entire Mandalorian timeline from Ahsoka to Book of Boba Fett to the Mandalorian, all seasons of that. It's going to be a culmination of everything and telling the story of that. So I'm guessing Thrawn will be the main villain and antagonist of it. Um, Ahsoka and Mando and Baby Yoda will probably be a part of it, I'm sure. Um, so looking forward to that. But the next thing, I'm hesitant of. Before we get before we get into the next thing, okay, um, yeah, continuation. Going yeah, back continue. to the James Mangold. Uh, yep. James Mangold has a movie coming out. We just talked about Battle of Destiny. Yes. And so, assuming that does well. Yes. They should keep him. Yes. Yes. Because exactly. I don't think there's any way that movie is not going to do well. Or it could be the Patty Jenkins situation where right. they announced her because she was so popular after Wonder Woman and Wonder Woman 84 was coming out the following Christmas. And everyone hated that film and it tanked and blah, blah, blah. Um, I do hope we get to see this movie because I think James Mangold is one of the best working directors going. Uh, I don't think he's ever made a bad film. Uh and he's made one of the best comic book films of all time already. So Logan, Logan, I really is hope to really see this good. happen. Yeah, Logan yeah. is really good. A so. lot of people put it up in their top five now. Um, and he did. He did do Logan. Yeah. He made it look really gritty, really cool. Um, so yeah, th- those are the two and, yeah. that I'm very yeah, intrigued yeah. by. Go on. And the third one 
is one that's been rumored for a while. Oh, by the way, in the Mandalorian thing, let's talk about it now before we get into the third one. Pedro Pascal reportedly ex- exiting the Mandalorian. Rumored to yes. have a blow-up with crew. Um, it's, it's kind of was a, a new story, rumor, mill, what you want to call it, came out I today. I don't know how he could have that when he's never not even on set. He's not on set, but he, I mean, this, had, this had to have been voiceover. <laughs> that's the only thing he does but, now. Yeah. But this rumor it, that he's It might have been uh, story direction. Yeah, it could have been, but um, maybe he may not even be he may not even be a part of uh, the Mandalorian movie or whatever whatever you want to call it. So we'll have to wait and see. Is that yep. what you wanted to talk about earlier? Yeah, that's exactly. Okay. Yeah, that he's going to be written off the show and that she will end up. I think he will. Here's what I think will happen is um, they'll write him off the show, um, and then I think Grogu will go with him or to the Jedi, and yeah. be a part of. Daisy of the next movie we're going to talk about. Um, I don't think Grogu will stay on the show with Katie Sackhoff. No, but you don't know either. Well, the show is um, going to be all over, and, after and it's this. all very confusing because, well, uh, uh, John Favreau already said he wrote season four. He just doesn't know how he's going to approach season five. Hmm. He said that like a month ago. That's weird. So I don't know what's going to happen. But uh, apparently he has said that, so... We'll yeah, because I, w- I want this all to be ended with the movie and restart. There's so many other stories that they can tell in this universe. Yep. Like, they, they, uh, we're going to talk about it after we talk about the next movie, but they, they've released a whole entire timeline of different uni- of different timelines and periods in Star Wars. There's a lot of interesting stuff, especially in the Old Republic, which is canon now. Knights of the Old Republic, we've been mentioning it on this podcast for a year and a half that we've been doing it, Old Republic would be an amazing Game of Thrones-like Star Wars story that should be told in a television platform. Which is what everyone thought that uh, fucking dickbag and dickbag D&D yeah. Uh, yeah. were going to do when they were attached. Yeah, yeah, they, they attach a lot of people, but they end up leaving them. But I think this is going to be a set schedule. Yeah. Like you mentioned, though, we'll have to see how Mangold's uh, Indiana Jones turns out if they abandon him as well. But... The last movie that they have mentioned was the return of Daisy Ridley playing a Jedi set 15 after 15 years after the Rise of Skywalker where she's going to try to rebuild the Jedi Order. Um, it's a Star Wars film um, and it's going to be starring her. No other no other news, no name of it yet. Uh, but the only thing they mentioned was set 15 years after Rise of Skywalker. Um, and a and a new director, um, Charmin Abid Shanoi um, said it's going to be a generation after the Rise of Skywalker, like I mentioned. Um, fulfilling a destiny tease in the sequel trilogy of her rebuilding the Jedi Order, kind of continuing that. And I'm sure, I'm sure mentioning, uh. mentioning, looking back at the stuff that happened in that trilogy as well, good or bad. Um, yeah, so I don't know. You mean the what they're doing is they're telling the story they should have done with Luke in Episode 7? Yeah, it's it's basically retconning the mess up that they did in the in the last trilogy, trying to at least. And I just hope uh, the director the director is one of those people that yeah she only makes movies about um, seemingly like women don't get enough praise for doing things. Yeah, uh, which is doubling down on people's hatred for the sequel trilogy because Daisy Ridley was a Mary Sue anyways. Yeah, so I'm not. To, uh, why couldn't they go 50 years in the future and have her be an old Jedi? Yeah. Something like that. Um, I don't know. I just... We'll see it. We'll complain about it. 
or mm-hmm. we'll like it somehow. Yeah, we'll, be, we'll be there. We, uh, we mentioned we'll it in see. our we mentioned in our group chat with everybody that we'll see it no matter what. We'll probably go opening night and see it. It's just when we love mm-hmm. Star Wars so much, we grew up with Star Wars. You're gonna complain about what you don't like. You're gonna complain. You're gonna complain about what you do like, but you're gonna really complain about what you don't like. And 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 the, the other the last trilogy that came out, which just had so many problematic things that happened with it, that mm-hmm. we have to talk about every once in a while. Um, also mentioned, Dave Filoni was talking. Was asked about bringing in other legends from the the Star Wars canon that was kind of deleted from history after Disney took over. And the one thing that was mentioned is like now you brought in. At Grand Admiral Thrawn, who was in the Ahsoka trailer, um, of course he was part of the book series uh, "Hair to the Empire," the "Hair of the Empire" that came yep. out um, in the '90s, I believe. Um, and bringing him back into canon in his new universe, and they were he was asked, "Would you ever bring in Dash Rendar?" Which we mentioned last week. You couldn't think of his name, Dash Rendar from Shadows of the Empire, yes. the N64 game. And he said, "He said anything is possible." I mean, we know we. I said I brought. He's he's pretty much said I bring. I brought in so many animated characters into the live action, and it's satisfying. Um, and if it works, if we can get it to work, it would be great. I think this Dash Rendar would be an amazing character. I know that game's really good, and a lot of people went sixty four and Star Wars in the nineties love it. Um, it's a great game back in the day. I'm sure it doesn't hold up now because it's pixelated, but it's it's a great game. No, it's I I played it like a month ago and it does not hold up yeah, it is I'm, I'm, I'm incredibly sorry. frustrating to control it is it was not a, hard, a good it's time a hard, it's a hard game yeah but they it was did, hard back in the day yeah but they did announce a new they did announce a new timeline and in this timeline um i mentioned already the beginning of it is the dawn of the jedi and that's what the first movie with james mangold is going to be all about the old republic is the new part of this timeline that's that's the nice of the old republic that's uh, Darth Revan, all that stuff in those video games that came out in the early 2000s. Um, the High Republic, which they're kind of high on right now in books and comic book canon, nothing in the that's, movies. Well, that's because Disney created the High Republic, I believe. Yeah, it's a Disney. It's a Disney creation. Um, it's right before the. It's right before I think 30 or 40, maybe even 100 years before um, the events yeah, of the prequel. The prequel uh, trilogy, um, and of course, the next trilogy is uh, the the next era is Fall of the Jedi, Reign of the Emperor, Empire, um, Age of the Rebellion. Um, that's kind of that's kind of like what we're dealing with Mandalo Mandal- Mandal- right now. Um, the New Republic, kind of that as well. Um, Rise of the First Order. That's that's the new tri- that's the new trilogy that came out, and the New Jedi Order, which is the new. Daisy Ridley the Ray movie trilogy, yeah. or yeah, single movie. Yeah, because that's the other thing is they didn't announce these as trilogy; they announced them as one movie. So we're not even sure if that's going to be an episode ten or not. Um, we're not even sure if it's going to continuation continue as a trilogy or not as well. We're not sure how that's going to continue. Um, but gotta say, I like that timeline. I like to see that they're actually putting the old Republic on there because that gives me hope that they're going to do something with that, and whether it be a television show or whatever. I'm just it's glad nice it's that part they, of, uh, looks like they put thought into this for yeah once. for once for once yeah <laughs> um so we'll have to wait and see um the other thing that came out of this as well that was kind of asked by a marvel guy that was in attendance is would you ever do a marvel like comic con event like star wars celebration and they said that we're definitely thinking of it like avengers kong if you ever if you've ever played um the avengers game they do an avengers con and uh they said yeah we're considering it so 
That would be amazing. It would be something that I would probably travel to rather than Star Wars. I love Marvel, I think, more than Star Wars right now. So, um, so yeah, that would be interesting. So let's get into the rest of the news. Um, Dungeons & Dragons last week opened the box office pretty high with a $38.5 million opening considering there's not a lot of... Uh, Good. Not a lot of audience for this besides people who love the game. So that's pretty cool. Um, but this week is going to be the week of Super Mario Brothers. The first day when we went... I think this this whole month is going to be the month I of think, Super Mario Brothers. I think so too. Um, it's a kid's movie. Kids are going to love this movie. Um, and that's exactly why I said last week this is going to be the year. I think this is going to be the highest grossing movie of the year. It's going to be the highest uh, grossing animated of movie of all time. After seeing it, it's the highest grossing movie of all time. Right. I mean, they're, uh, they're, um, what do you call it? Their demographic for this movie is literally like ages five to 70. Uh, yep. Cause like, everybody that grew up in the eighties, you're is so much you're nostalgia. A 38 year old parent right now. And say you don't play video games anymore. You still grew up on Mario. If you're a six year old grandparent right now, you did, may not have played Mario, but your kids grew up on Mario. Yep. So you're going to take the grandkids to see this movie. Yeah. So it's one of those things where people, are, I, I walked out of John Wick. Yesterday at four o'clock, and it was packed to go see Mario. Yeah, like packed with kids. Well, that's what we're gonna talk about. The first day when we saw it, uh, we saw it on Wednesday opening day. It made thirty-one point yeah, seven. Yep, it made thirty-one point seven million dollars on that first day. Um, pretty significant mm-hmm. amount of people in the theater that day as well. Um, and just that one day, quick note: just that one day. It over outgrossed the nineteen ninety three Super Mario Brothers movie just in that one day of thirty one point seven million dollars. So that me. Second day. Well, does that take in inflation? Uh, no, no. But I'm sure. With, I'm sure with the. I'm sure with. I'm sure I'll, with the I'll do second, the math after and find out. <laughs> I'm sure with the second day it, it obliterated because the second day it got twenty six point five million dollars on Thursday, with a domestic call so far as recording at fifty eight point two million dollars in just two days. Obviously going to be a number one movie. Um, estimated to be all, about $141 million by the end of the extended opening weekend because it's a holiday this weekend. It's Easter. Um, it's going to overtake Avatar, Doctor Strange, the biz, biggest opening day since March 2020. So they're expecting big things. We'll see if that number goes up by the, by the end of the weekend because they still got Friday, Saturday, and Sunday to, to invest into this. But it's huge. A lot of people are seeing it. Highly recommend it. We'll get into the review at the end. But... Um, you kind of mentioned it that um, that mentioned it to me. I don't know if you meant, we talked about it on the podcast. I can't remember, but Jack Black does a great job playing Bowser, um, and he does he does do a musical number in it. I think we talked about it before we got on the pod. Um, he do, he does a song about Peach. He plays the piano, doing the doing one of the iconic songs from Super Mario Brothers, the uh, the underground song. He does a little piano thing on that. It's pretty cool, but. Um, um, he's talking about how it would be cool if they did a Bowser Revenge sequel or a spin-off Bowser movie, a, a whole whole entire world of Bowser's showing his family, showing a world with him, and, and, and like a dinosaur world, I guess, what it would be, or dragon world, whatever, your turtle world, whatever, whatever you want to call it, but... Um, I, I, I like Jack Black in this movie. I think, I think him playing Bowser was a perfect casting... Um, and you know, we'll get into it in the review. Um, John Leguizamo is still boycotting this movie, saying that he will not be watching it because um, it didn't include a Latin character, which he says he was groundbreaking that he was uh, Luigi back in the original 1993 movie. 
The problem with that yes. is the Mario Brothers a Latino, are, are a Latino Italian are Italian. <laughs> but uh yeah, it's uh yeah. Yeah, I don't want to talk about it. Um the DK rap I guess it's part. It was part of the uh, video games in the N sixty four. I think uh, Donkey Kong mm-hmm. games. Um, the composer said that he had no credit in the movie. It wasn't in the credits at all. Um, I guess what happened was they they credited all the mainstream. There's a lot of mainstream songs in the movie, but they didn't credit any any of the video game composers. They only credited the video game that the song was in. So it wasn't just the Donkey Kong rap. There was actual uh, songs from the video games, like theme songs and stuff that were in the original games that weren't credited as well. So I'm not sure if that'll be changed uh, going forward or not. But um, That's our Mario talk. Guardians of the Galaxy, the Awesome Mix Volume 3. They announced a track list. Been listening to it all week. A um, couple, couple things to note. Crazy on You by Heart is part of it. Um... No Sleep Till Brooklyn, Beastie Boys, Badlands by Bruce Springsteen. Um, um, there's a song by Florence and the Machine, which is pretty good. Dog Daves are, are over. Um, yeah, it's 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 a great soundtrack. I've been listening to it. Um, there's an acoustic version of Radiohead's Creep. It's awesome. Um, yeah, I can't wait for this movie. Got tickets this week for us to go. Hopefully, Kevin's going back to work at the end yep. of the month. So hopefully, maybe. Cross our fingers. It'll rain that day or something. You can, you can get out of work early. We can head, head up. Uh, like I told you, my boss asked if I needed days off. And he said, it'd be great if I got out at five on Thursdays. So hopefully okay. that'll work. That would work, yeah. Because we, we, <laughs> we'll we, we usually go about six. We'll see. Um, but James Gunn heading up DC now. Kind of ending his run with, uh, with Guardians of the Galaxy next month. Um, and he said that it's... I'm certain... A DC Marvel crossover is more likely now that I'm in charge at DC. That's many years away, though. I would be lying to say that we haven't discussed it, but all discussions have been very, very light and fun. I mean, he's he's obviously friends with Feige, talks to Feige quite a bit. I'm sure, I'm sure, I'm sure that could happen later on down the road. Um, they have to do a lot of universe building in both um, both of these uh, DC and Marvel rebuilding in Marvel, but building in DC for sure. To actually get to that point. So we'll see. Maybe down the road, maybe something will happen. They also released a new still image of uh, Adam Warlock in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 at uh, Will Poulter. I can't wait for that. They haven't shown much in the trailers with him, but um, I can't wait to see how they, how they, they, what they do with that character. What James Gunn does with that character. I'm not sure where he can be placed later on in this, in this MCU story, but we'll see. Um, Chris Evans was at a Comic Con last weekend. Talking about, he was asked about um, if he wanted to come back to play Steve Rogers or come back to play Captain America in the MCU. He says, there are definitely more Steve Rogers stories to tell. Just right now is not the time, obviously, because he wants to give time to Sam Wilson's story. Sam Wilson's story, if done right, is a good story. Um, I'm not sure if they're going to tackle the race thing. They kind of did in Falcon and the Winter Soldier very minimally. But um, he doesn't want to mess that up in any way. Um, he was part of something that was so special for the special period of time in a way, and he really landed so well, especially in the end. He doesn't want to tarnish that as well. So we'll have to see. I, I, there is a story to tell there, especially with the um, Infinity Stones and bringing them back. I don't know if they'll turn that into a series or not. There's rumors of that. But um, Mandalorian, we talked about it, I think, when we when we talked about the Order 66 episode where, where, um, where um, Grogu was taking out of the Jedi Temple that... Maybe Anakin should have been in that scene. 
Well, it was announced or rumors or something came out that Dave Filoni and John Favreau both scrapped the idea of Hayden Christensen coming in for a cameo as they want to come into the Jedi Temple and try to hunt down Baby Yoda. That was on the table and they and they and they denied it. So, um, also, Donald Glover was talking about um, his role as Lando Calrissian. It was in uh, the Solo movie, the, the Han Solo movie. Um, and he said he's been talking about bringing the character back into live action. There's been talks about it, so we'll have to wait and see about that. Um, James Mangold in DC Universe News has been confirmed to yes. be writing the Swamp Thing movie. Um, not sure I if hope he directs also. Yeah, that'd be interesting. That's I, one of the last. I hope he directs. That's but one if of he's the doing last Star things. Wars. You're right. You never it know. is. It is one of the last DC things on the schedule, I believe. It was one of the last things they announced. True. I'm guessing. So we'll see. Maybe after. Maybe because I think that Star Wars thing is supposed to come out in 2025. So it's only two years from now. So if they oh, comes, yeah, if true. that's if, if that's his next if project this is, after this, because that's when that's when Star uh, that's when DC begins. So yeah, you could easily do this movie 27 yep. or 28. Yep. Yeah. Easily. Yeah. So we'll have to wait and see. Um, they released a whole bunch of new shots of Lady Gaga and Joaquin Phoenix dancing on the staircase that was made famous in the first Joker movie. Um, and filming has wrapped on the Joker second f- sequel, Folie Adieu. And, uh, yeah, that's coming out next year. Um, Dwayne Johnson announced that the live-action remake of Moana is coming out in Disney. Um, they're kind of in the beginning stages of it right now, but he's returning as the uh, as the big big Samoan guy that was in that movie. I can't remember his name, but um, he's he's returning. The girl who has played Moana is returning uh, into this live action remake. So they're into that right now. Of course, Little Mermaid is coming out next month. So um, also returning original cast of Shrek Five are talking to return in a Shrek Five. Our negotiations as we speak. They're also teasing a possible donkey spinoff with Eddie Murphy. Um, Shrek is is a great movie. Second one's okay. Third one's okay. Fourth one's okay. But first one is so good. John, John, um, not John Larroquette. um, John Lithgow plays the bad guy in that. Lord Farquaad. I've heard the second's the best one. Second second one, they're good. But the first one is so good. I I like the first one a lot. Um, It's set in a fairy tale world. Kind of takes on the Brothers Grimm and the Mother Seuss stories. Takes all that stuff and throws it on their head. But it's really cool. Um, That's the uh, movie where we came up with the idea to do the missed movies. Yeah, because still, I told you I never watched Shrek. And I still, still haven't, haven't watched Shrek. We still haven't watched it. <laughs> so maybe um, we'll do that eventually. We will, yeah. Well, there's a lot of stuff we'll get into. Um, also announced on HBO Max um, that they're going to reboot the whole entire Harry Potter series. Instead of continuing the story... With the curse of the of the of the child that's that's on currently on Broadway, instead of continuing the story with a movie version of that, they're instead going to do a TV series each season based off a book of the Harry Potter movie of, of the book franchise. So you're talking ten episodes on HBO. So you're talking ten episodes. You're going to expand the books, which is pretty cool. I mean, you only had two hour movies, some of them two and a half, three hours. So you're going to expand the books quite a bit. So that's that's pretty interesting. Um, they're going to recast everyone. Kind of hesitant on that because there's so so many iconic roles, especially the Snape character with, with uh, yeah, Alan it's Rickman. Like, it's really like trying to recast Han Solo. I yeah. mean, that's really what it comes down to. And I thought Aiden Alderich was awesome as Han Solo. He's a good actor. But still at the same time, they yeah, people aren't... They'll have to get used to it. Yeah. But yeah Harry Potter coming out in a new TV series. Um, also announced... Um, 
that Joseph Gordon Levitt, Joseph, yeah, Joseph Gordon Levitt, Shalene Woodley, <laughs> Richard Madden are going to star in a thriller, Killer Heat. It's going to be on Amazon. Uh, kind of interesting casting. I thought I'd mention that. I'm done. Um, I love both him and Richard Madden. So, yep. Um, a Game of Thrones prequel about the first Targaryen conquest is an early development. What's what's that all about? Yep. Aegon. That's Aegon taking okay. over the entire Westeros after uh, when he and his sister wives came over. He married okay. both of his sisters. They all had dragons. Um, Cass Henry Cavill. Okay. Please. Yep. Cass Henry Cavill. Uh, wanted to mention finally in news that on April 12th, I'm not sure what day that is. I think it's Tuesday. Um, Metallica are going to be on the Howard Stern show uh, promoting yep. their new album, which comes out next Friday, 72 Seasons. Well, Promoting their world tour. Did you tour. see uh, they're doing, uh, I think, an entire week on Jimmy Kimmel. Yep, they're doing a whole entire week uh, on Jimmy Kimmel. Yep. But on Howard, Howard Stern, he does a long-term, long long version interview with uh, with people, two-hour interview, plus they, they perform. He has great musical performances on that show, so looking forward to that. That's it for news, so let's get into the reviews of the week. we got three big ones we want to we tackle. Um, first one is Creed three. We talked talked about it a little bit. We're gonna give it a we're gonna give it a pineapple score in a minute. But wanted to mention Todd Grisham, WWE announcer from back in the day, was part of this movie. As I think he was part of the other Creed movies as well. But he was part of the announced team in this in this movie. Um, he looks so different from what I thought he, he looked like back in the day. Well, it doesn't, uh, I, like yeah. if if they didn't say his name, I would have not have known that it was him. Right. Um, but it's been a long time since I saw him on WWF television. Yep. Um, you mentioned Jonathan Majors. He's amazing. Um, yep. All his legal troubles currently withstanding. Um, his jealousy, his slow turn, it's fucking incredible. Um, is it a betrayal or is it a rightful payback for fucking him over when he was younger? That's 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 each his own, each, each that opinion. Was, that was an issue with the story, too, is, like, he was the one with the gun. Like... Yeah. So I don't know how he could blame Adonis yeah. for his life being shit when he's the one with the gun. Um, but whatever. Um, yeah, he's awesome in this movie. He's also, insane. Yeah, the beach scene is awesome. I yeah. I'm gonna watch this again probably this weekend. Since yeah, it's, we a, had it's, it. it's definitely a, definitely a rewatchable movie. Uh, this whole entire series, except for Rocky Five, maybe is 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 rewatchable. Um, I like Rocky Five. I thought there's a great. But I like it. I like it. I like Rocky Five and the fact that it's the worst movie in the series. Yeah. But I still find enjoyment out of it. Yeah. Um, I think I thought the movie had a great de- uh, depiction of American Sign Language. Um, yep. In this in this movie, you find out Adonis and his girlfriend um, have a new, have a daughter who ends up being deaf, and she and they have to talk to her in sign language. And throughout the movie, they do that, and he's training her to be a boxer. And now that we know that. The news that came out a couple, like a month ago, was that they're going to be spinning this off into a Amazon series with her being the, the yep. main. Um, so that makes sense. And also, I like the uh, the fact they brought everyone back. Yeah. Uh, they brought back Drago's son, and they brought back the guy beating the first one. Yeah. Um, I really enjoyed that. Um, it just the one thing with Stallone that was missing is perhaps his character's death would have been nice, or at least for him to train Creed instead. Obviously, uh, they kill his stepmom, or not stepmom, but his adopted mom. mother. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I do think it was missing Stallone. Yeah. Uh, but it's got to culminate. But I still you're you're right. You're right. It's got to culminate with if, if this when this series ends, 
it's got to culminate with Rocky's death. It's the yeah. only logical, like it it's the only like, logical yeah. emotional point that they can do for this whole entire story is to... Yeah. And do you, do also, think, not for nothing, Stallone doesn't have an issue with Michael B. Jordan. It was the story they were trying to tell. It's not like Michael B. Jordan was the issue. Right. It was just the story that they were trying to tell that he, did, he had an issue with. He thought it was too dark. Okay. Um, but yeah, they need to they need to figure out how to bring him back for yeah. either the fourth or fifth. Um, I'll see any Creed movie they ever make because I love Michael B. Jordan. And we're talking about I Michael B. Think, I, they're fun. Michael B. Jordan, when he has overgrown, out, outgrown hair, he he looks exactly like Apollo Creed in, in the original Rocky series. It's ridiculous mm. how 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 much of a resemblance he has to he does to him. Um, yeah, he really yeah. was the perfect casting. Perfect, perfect it really casting. Was perfect Great movie in the beginning. The final, the final fight. Um, you can see a lot. Oh of yeah, that's the other thing I want to talk about. A lot of influence from the anime. anime. Yep. The uh, thing about the final fight that I loved was when they zoomed out of the stadium. It takes place at Dodger Stadium, and they zoom out after I think the first round, and it's just them yep. two. I like that too. And everyone in the crowd was gone. I was like, that is awesome. And then there's this weird part with like bars of a prison. And then they zoom back out, and it's like the yeah. last round of the fight. You're like, yeah. "What the fuck?" Like, even when I, even going into that, because I knew how long the movie was, I look at my watch, and I'm like, "There's like eight minutes left, and they're starting this fight now." Yeah, yeah. Um, so I just, I think their fight could have been absolutely epic, like the older Rocky fights, because um, the older Rocky fights took place over the course of like 30 minutes, 25 minutes of the film. Yeah, and they're awesome, entertaining to watch, not like boxing at all. So it was just odd that. They just, yeah, I don't know. That last, that the jail part kind of was like, eh. But I did like the uh, the zooming out to show the stadium empty, so it's just them two focusing on each other. And then I kind of wish it went back to like being like round seven when they come out of that. And then maybe they could have gone back into it, and then the prison bars would be like round twelve, something like that. Yeah. But uh, yeah, overall, it's pretty good fight. Yeah, overall, pretty good movie. Um, I think Stallone being missing was a little bit of a down point. Mm-hmm. Uh, however. Maybe this is a good break for that, and if they continue it, this series with a fourth one, bring him back, definitely. Finish off the Rocky story in, in the last Creed movie, yep. if they do it one more or two more, and whatever one's going to be the final one, do yeah. it with Creed, Do it being the last one with uh, with, with uh, Rocky. Um, overall, I'm going to give it a four. Yep. Um, not my favorite of the series. Okay. Um, very good fight scenes, rewatchable, definitely. If I see it, if I see it, if I if I want to run through them all, I will easily. First one's the best by far. Um, uh, it's probably the third best Rocky movie. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, Rocky one, then Rocky two, then Creed or one three Creed. Um, but Second yeah, I think yeah, I love yeah, the one, first Creed. Yeah, one. Uh, yeah. So yeah, what do you give it? I grew up. I grew up on Rocky's one, two, four, and five, because for some reason three was never on TV. Like when I was looking for it, yeah. Um, so I saw one and two and four and five a lot on television, and I barely saw three. Like I probably was like fifteen the first time I saw three, and I grew up on the other four. Um, but a lot of people like four, obviously, um, for various reasons: fighting Russia, blah blah blah. But I really, really like the first two movies, and yeah. they work great watching back-to-back, if you're going to just watch two Creed, like if you're doing a double feature, watch 
watch the first Rocky and the second Rocky back to back, and it's like yeah, it's the like perfect one, four and a half hours you'll spend. Yeah, it's one continuous so. <laughs> one, one continuous story. Um, what do you mm. give the uh, pineapple score for Rock for uh, Creed three? Uh, three and a half. Okay. Um, I feel like I I need to see it again. Yep. Um, but I also feel like and this is no slight to you, but I feel like I mean I grew up on these movies, so the Rocky franchise to me is like my childhood. So I'm a lot more harsh when I'm criticizing said childhood. Um, and like I said, some of the things that bothered me bothered me a lot. Um, yeah. Like I wish they had stuck more with with developing the story of him and his friend versus the daughter as much. I, I would have loved this movie. It was two and a half hours and there was an extra half hour of just, just doing him and Jonathan Majors uh, correctly. Cause it's like boom, boom, boom. Then all of a sudden they're in the championship fight. And um, that hurt it for me. Okay. Okay. So yeah, that's, that's pretty decent scores. Um, let's get into John Wick four. Not a lot of notes on this, but we'll get into some spoilers. Um, very beginning of the movie, Lance Riddick dies. Uh, Charon, whatever his name was, the concierge of the Continental. He gets killed. Um, he died in real life yes. last month. So kind of poignant. So honestly, I was I was very glad they did that. Because if they are to do another John Wick or whatever, yeah. Yeah. it would be tough to explain why he's not there. Right. So in some sort of like poetic justice, it's kind of yeah. cool they wrote it in that he died. Because yeah. he he's like my favorite part of the series besides Keanu. Yeah, I absolutely love that guy. And like we'll the, the second one, where where he leaves the dog with him, and then the second one, at the end of the movie, he comes back, and he was like, "How was he?" And he was like, "He was great, sir. Great dog, sir." Like, yep. yeah, I love that guy. Yep. Um, we'll get into the big spoiler spoiler of the movie. John Wick in the whole entire movie is being chased down by um, Skarsgård, who played who played uh, Pennywise in it. Uh, Bill Skarsgård. Yeah. Um, he was awesome in this. Awesome, awesome, menacing, bad guy. John Wick is still. I can't wait to see him in the crow. Oh, John Wick. Awesome. John Wick is. <laughs> John Wick is still being chased down. He's. He's. Uh, he's still wanted by everyone in the world who is a assassin or whatever they are. Um, and in the very end, he comes up with a deal where uh, where Winston, who is the leader, running manager of the Continental in New York. Um, to try to get John Wick his peace, uh, try to get him out of being wanted anymore. Um, yeah. Goes to he a has duel. To do certain tasks to do it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. He has to. He has to go into a duel with Bill Skarsgård, um, who Donnie Yen picks his champion. This, he picks <laughs> Donnie his Yen's champion. awesome. He's awesome in this movie. He's, of course, if you've seen Star Wars, why is he always blind? Why is he always blind? In Rogue One, he played like a blind... Like, I've seen, like, three times, and yeah. every time he's blind. I haven't but, watched IP Man. I, it's on the list. But yep. It's, he's I always haven't, blind. Yep. Uh, but, yeah, he's great in this movie, um, and it's between him and John Wick at the end. They're kind of been... They were friends... They were friends... Uh, friend, friendly assassins growing into the that's, business together. That's how all the John Wick movies are, though. Like, everyone he's fighting is his friend, because they're all co-workers. Yep. But they're trying to kill each other. It's a great dynamic. But in the end, he ends up dying. John Wick, supposedly. It kind of leaves you. It leaves you thinking that John Wick is shot, left it's on the stairs, open ended. Open-ended. Yes. <laughs> they show his grave. Um, they they mourn his death. So it, it kind of leaves it open ended that John Wick is dead. I was I was spoiled for this about a, about. A, 
three weeks ago when the movie first came out. It was all oh, over the that's internet. That's too bad. Where's where's so, this? Oh, it's pretty much articles. Spoilers. <laughs> it was like art. It wasn't even that. It was like where is this story going to go now that John Wick is dead? It's like full on. It's not even in the article. Really? It's, it's the headline. It's, it's like a. Uh... It's like four days before Batman vs. Superman came out, and you clicked on the YouTube, and all of a sudden there were like, Death of Superman from B- BVS is yeah, here, yeah, blah, blah, yeah, blah. Yeah, yeah, Which yeah. is is how you saw it, and yeah, then yeah, yeah. you were like, there's a huge spoiler, want me to tell you? And I was like, sure, why not? Then you were like, Superman dies. I was like, mother, why'd you tell me that spoiler of all the spoilers? <laughs> but <laughs> but it was on the internet like a week before the movie came out. Yep, yep. But overall, sets up sets up a, a new assassin... Um, the, I can't remember the guy's name, but he was in the Mortal Kombat movie. He played Scorpion. He's in a lot of movies now. He's in Bullet Train as well. Yeah, he's yeah. He's awesome. All of a sudden, he was Scorpion. Now he's in like six things. He's, since in, then. he's, in, like, he's in everything. Okay. Yeah, he's awesome. But his, yeah, but he great. dies. He Love dies early. He dies early in the movie. But his daughter lives on, and she's kind of being a continuation sa- assassin who I think is going to be a part of this series, whether it be one of the spinoffs or whatever. But. Um, in the very yeah, end, she ends up. Arena. Yeah, probably. But in the very end, she ends up in in the after credit scene, kind of going after Donnie Yen's character as revenge for killing his killing her father. Um, I don't know if you stayed through the credits or not, but that's what ended up happening in the after credits. I didn't know there was an after credit scene. Everyone in the theater left, so I was like, "All right, guess I'll yeah. leave too." Yeah. I mean, it is a three-hour movie, so it's a long. It was a very long movie, especially. And Kevin mentioned to me, "Why are you going to go see two movies? You're going to be there all day." I was literally there from one o'clock till seven o'clock there for six hours yeah but it, and it was my biggest issue it. with with john wick 4 oh yeah i mean my biggest issue with john wick 4 before you get to why you were glad you did it is similar to the uh talk we were having earlier about the finishers is that at a certain point it just became noise yeah. um because it's just gunshot after gunshot after gunshot after gunshot lots, after of, gun- gunshot. lots of gunshots and eventually just it eventually just becomes noise to me yeah. um for a solid like forty minutes, I was like, "Come on, let's move the story a little bit further without just shooting everyone." And then the Donnie and at the uh, the stairs where he's like, "You have to get up there," happened, and that's when I got back into the movie. Yeah. But uh, yeah, what were you about to say about about it? I'll just say you you mentioned it's a, it's a big haul to go to the movies, do a double shot like that mm. go to the movies, seeing two in a row, especially when yeah. one of those movies is almost three hours. But I'm glad yeah. I did it because it's just it's it's a haul to go to the movies anyway. Because I'm half hour away, so you're talking an hour travel time. Yeah, it's true. Just, it's just easier to do it all in one day. I'm glad I did. And um, and like I told you earlier, luckily we have one of the best regals in the country. And we do very comfortable every other regal I went yep. to. Is like the seats I went to for the Batman. I mean, not for the Batman. Well, those were awful too, but that was named seat. Yeah. But this, I went to a Regal for Creed three, and yeah. the seats were like sitting at Fenway Park. Yeah. Like they're made for people that weighed like 185 pounds. Yeah. Um. And spoiler alert: so, I don't weigh that, so it's not gonna yeah. happen. So it's it's one of those things where it's like, luckily we have a Regal that has huge seats that recline and you can like relax the entire time. Yep. Sometimes even fall asleep because yeah. they're that comfortable. Yeah. So yeah, uh, I'm gonna give it a four. I'm sticking right with the fours today. Got two, three fours in a row. I liked it a lot. I'll definitely watch this series over again. I'm not sure where. Yes. I'm not sure where this story is gonna go from here. Kind of intriguing about that, um, especially with the spinoffs that were announced. Because they did announce that next summer, the. Uh, Anna de Armas uh, um, uh, ballerina movies coming out. And then, of course, they're doing the 
the Continental prequel movie yep. with Winston and uh, Lance Riddick's character as a younger younger generation, uh, like probably set, I guess set in the seventies or sixties, but maybe eighties yeah. when they were younger. But um, yeah, what do you give it? Uh, a four. Okay. I've been between a three and a half and a four. Uh, if I were to rank the series, it's because John Wick 1 to me is a solid four and a half. Yep. This is a solid four. I would give both two and three three and a halves. Yep. I like three slightly more. Yep. Um, the one thing that just... bothers me about this series, and this is a little thing, is that for some reason they named chapter three Parabellum. Yes. And they only mentioned and there's once... no other sub named any other movie. So yeah, and the only and the only <laughs> that mentioned... kind of annoyed me, but they only mentioned that Parabellum once in the movie. It's the very end of the movie. Winston mm. mentions it. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, that was very that was strange. Um, but yeah, I, I'm invested in, in this. I'll series. tell you this: they look awesome in 4K. Um, yeah. I got the discs, and they look absolutely insane with Dolby Vision, and yep. they sound insane. It's just. Yeah. yeah, I mean the three set was like I think seventeen bucks. I paid for all three movies, so I was happy. Yeah, with that purchase. you just you just watched the fir- the third one for the first time this week, right? You never saw the third one Correct. until yeah. So yeah, yeah the, we, you were caught up too. I watched one, two, and three this week, um, which is why I didn't get to the other movie that you told me to watch last Friday. Yeah, but yeah, I've we'll watched all. I watched all four basically this week, yeah. um, or within the last week, week and a half. So I absolutely love John Wick one. It's one of my favorite yeah, movies. It's awesome of all time. Sad it's as incredible. hell. Um, you're invested yep. in his hate. Two, you're I did you're not invested in like. his revenge. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Two is, I did not like it the first time I saw it. And I don't know if that was just my mood or where I was at in my life at that time, but I watched it again, liked it a lot. And three, I liked a lot as well. Yep. So this series is awesome. And I hope to see more stories told from this universe. And it sounds like we're getting a bunch of good ones. So, yeah. And I mean, we'll you see. saw Ana de Armas in the 15 minutes she was in Bond. She is oh, going to absolutely incredible. kill this movie. Yep. She is going to destroy this like yeah, series, left, movie, whatever she's in for this. It's it's going to be awesome. We left Bond hoping that she was in that more. That's how great she was in that mm. movie. So That was exactly what we thought. We both said that one scene with her, we wish she was in it like the entire movie. Yeah. Sorry, so let's uh, let's get into the big movie of the week. The big movie of the, probably the springtime until Guardians comes out, and I think this may crush that as well. Super Mario Brothers. Yep. Uh, of course, Mario, we grew up with it from a very, very young age before we even... Before we even knew anything about the world mario was our world on the on the on the original nintendo on the super nintendo you name it we played it all game boy six golden coins was my jam back in the day oh it's awesome on the switch oh my god you gotta play it on the switch bro it's awesome i will but movie opens with the iconic nes theme that i just played you immediately you immediately feel placed into this world it was it was it was nostalgia just overflowing into our hearts and souls, and it was amazing. The movie starts off grounded in Brooklyn. You see Mario and Luigi, two Italian brothers, living in Brooklyn, trying to change their directory in life and become plumbers. And the overarching story of the whole entire thing is they get sucked into a Mushroom Kingdom through pipes down underground 
kind of very Wizard of Oz-like when they go into a new world. And the whole entire story is... The story itself is not very thought out, you would say. However, the open world and the possibilities that this movie opens for sequels, spinoffs... Oh my god. I remember, TV, I remember whatever. When, when the trailer dropped... I remember when the trailer dropped, and you said your one concern is they put too much into the movie. But then when we came out of the movie, we both said the same thing, to where they put a lot in this movie, but there's also so much more to explore. Yep. And I hope they do it justice, because there's so much, so much to explore in sequels yeah. and trilogies and and television shows. If this, mo- can- if this first movie was any indication, they're going to do it justice. Yep. Because I don't care what the critics say, this movie is made for fans of Mario, which I guess is what the critics say. They they don't like it because it's made for fans of Mario for some reason. It's like, well, yeah. I mean, what, do you not like Star Wars because it's made for fans of Star Wars? Like, (laughs) I don't understand that as a criticism to a movie. (laughs) But yeah, each each cameo, each reference that you see in the movie, you want want it to be expanded upon further in in, in anything else later on in the future. Um, The only thing that I'll say about it, the Donkey Kong stuff may have been too much Getting into Donkey Kong Country territory, considering you're starting a movie with a with a new franchise, a new a new video game Nintendo world, and you're you're, you're kind of leaning on Donkey Kong a little bit too much, in my opinion. But it was okay. Yes, he was in it a lot. He was in it a lot, considering it's a Mario story. But, because they could have gone. But on then again, I that. I had. No, but the reason why I was okay with that is that was like that's the where first Mario, Mario story. That's where Mario started. So. Yeah. Yeah, the Jumpman. So it's yep. which they did a thing for Jumpman in the movie. Yeah, we'll get in. But yeah. that's why I had I really had no issue with it. Plus, Seth Rogen was awesome as Donkey Kong, so. which is Seth Rogen as Donkey Kong. There's no real voice yeah. acting in that. But we'll get into it. A lot of Easter eggs. We'll get into it. Mario rap. Um, of course, if you watch the old Super Super Mario Nintendo Super Show that came out in the, with uh, Lou Fer- uh, Lou Ferrigno, Lou Albano, uh, uh, the WWF wrestler Lou Albano, uh, yeah. he played Mario. Um, he did, there's a Mario rap plumber commercial that played during the Super Bowl that is in this movie. Mm. Um, and you also see that in this in this commercial, in this plumber's commercial, he does a fake Italian accent. And then they cut out to them sitting in a pizzeria, which is, by the way, is called the Punch-Out Pizzeria, with a wall of photos from pictures of different Punch-Out fighters. Another nod to the uh, to the Nintendo, original Nintendo. Um, but you see, right when it cuts out, you see the original... Nintendo 64 Nintendo 64 voice actor of Mario the one that they were hoping that Chris Pratt would do the voice of in this movie um, he does an, the Italian accent in the in the while he's while he's playing while he's in the pizzeria I thought that was really cool to have him as a cameo in this um, and you mentioned the jump Jumpman Donkey Kong arcade game in that same restaurant Jumpman was the name of Mario before they named him Mario in the Donkey Kong game thought that was a great touch mm. um and also in this commercial, they showed uh, super. Uh, they showed Mario and Luigi with capes flying in the sky as superheroes, kind of a nod to the Super Mario World game. Um, yep. Mario in, in, in part of the in one mar- part of the movie, he's playing Kid Icarus on a OG Nintendo system in his bedroom. Yes. Yep. That's what that was cool. Nod. That was um, awesome. I remember what we were the when we were in the theater. You chuckled at that. 
Yep. You were like laughing and it took me like three minutes and I was like, oh, fucking Kid Icarus. That's what it yep. was. Yep. I couldn't figure out the game at first because I had oh, that's, played it And game. by the way, speaking of laughing in the theater, you and I were pretty much on par for every single joke of this movie. We were both laughing yes. hysterically a lot at this movie because there's so many, so many small nods to everything of nostalgia for our childhood. Um, the un- when they go underground because they're trying to fix the sewer, the, the plumbing of the city because there's a, there's a big flood in, in, in Brooklyn. <laughs> They go underground and you see the original Super Mario, the original Mario oh Brothers sewer, sewer setting with all the pipes. If, they, if you know anything about the history of Mario Brothers, it started off as Donkey Kong with Mario saving, saving uh, I can't remember her name in the game, but saving her from Donkey Kong. He had to climb up, the, he had to climb up. But the second Mario game, the second that Mario appeared was called Mario Brothers. And it was a, it was a side swiper, which is one screen. It was a whole bunch of pipes and platforms set in the sewer. Where Mario and Luigi had to go from side to side and go through the pipes. That was the original Mario game, um, yep. and the under and the underground of Brooklyn looked like that. So that was kind of cool nod to the point where it even showed it was that, awesome to, to the point where it even showed that one one of the levels was level one two, which is kind of a nod to World One Two in Mario, which is awesome. Yep. Um, and the news ticker at the bottom mentions possible crab sightings underground in Brooklyn, and those crabs are in that Mario game. Which is kind of cool. It's originally in that game. Um, another part of Brooklyn, there's a restaurant called Chez du Canard, which is in French means duck hunting. It's a duck hunt restaurant. A lot of nods to that as well. Well, you see these little intricate details. I have a question. I have a question. Easter eggs, yeah. Um, did you look these up, or did you see them yourself? These Easter eggs, I saw and I and I added into the notes. Okay. Um, but I, I did find a list of Easter eggs I wanted to mention. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I noticed a ton of Easter eggs, and they're all pretty much the same ones you said. I just want to make sure. I don't know if you were going off a list or if you didn't. No, I didn't, I didn't, want, to, I didn't want to forget any, so I went through a list, so I cheated a little bit. Okay, but this cool, is all cool. stuff I noticed. You did cheat. <laughs> yep. Um, the castle guards in the castle, they, they mention to Mario when he's looking for the princess when he's on in Mushroom Kingdom. Um, they mention, our princess is in another castle. Of course, if you play Mario game and you get to the end of the Bowser, first bar, Bowser level, or any Bowser level, oh, yeah. it always says, our princess is in another castle. That's what the Toad says yes. to Mario. So he has to go to another world. Um, Jack, we both cracked up at that. Yeah, we, 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 we cracked up at this movie. You would think we're both high. Neither I wasn't, but Jack Black's piano. I wasn't. Don't even put that on me. <laughs> Smell Jack- the day. What do you think I am, a delinquent? Besides the point, Jack Black's piano. Play- <laughs> Jack Pack- Jack Black's piano playing. Um, he plays the underground theme from Mario. Um, I thought that was incredible because he he calls over that magician guy. I can't remember what his name is, but he's in all the Mario games. Um, he calls him over to do the uh, part of the part of the piano, the other side of the piano for him. I thought that was cool. Um, seeing the fire flower field. Seeing the whole entire field of fire flowers and then Peach going down, grabbing it, and then turning her, her turning her whole entire outfit into the fire outfit from the Mario games was amazing. Um, and of course, the fire the fire flower played bigger parts later on in the movie. But um, Super Mario Galaxy was also hinted in the movie. Um, Luma yes. Lee was in one of the cells in Bowser's castle. Um, if you played Super Mario Galaxy, yeah. he was he's the one that helps you. He's kind of a little star guy. Um, but at, he's very at one point, maniacal. I looked over to you, and I'm like, "That's Galaxy, right?" Yep. Like he, he's very yeah, maniacal. I haven't played that in a long time. He's very maniacal in the movie. Very, um, very obsessed with death because because he thinks he's gonna die. Um, 
But also, you see Cat Mario, Mini Mario, Mini Mushroom turns him into a very that, that whole oh. entire scene was awesome when he's fighting Donkey Kong, the Baby Mario, the Mini Mario. Oh my god! Yeah, this, they, I gotta they, see this movie again. We're gonna talk. Let's talk <laughs> about so that. Awesome. Let's talk about that after we get into the Easter eggs. Okay. But you see Cat Mario, you see Mini Mario, you see Tanuki Mario, you see Fire Fire Peach. I mean, in the Mario Kart, you see Mario Kart barred on screen, meticulously immaculate. From the point where they're customizing the Mario Karts, you see Rainbow Road. You see the power ups on Rainbow Road. This was incredible. About about the cart situation. Yeah. The first thing with the carts is they didn't get the ability to customize it, like they just got on carts, right? And then they later customized their carts. Yeah, they went into Um, a garage. That was great. Yeah. Yeah. That was a great ode to the fact that in the original Mario Kart games, you had no customization, but you do now. Like, now you can't... But, like, in the original Mario Kart games, it was just Mario had his cart. Yeah. Um, so, I like I like that. Um, at one point in the game, Donkey Kong and Mario go off track, go off a rainbow road, and they go underwater. And you see the underwater world from Mar- all the Mario games. You see the squid. You see the eel. Um, plays a big part of the movie. But you see that. A um, couple of cameos at the end. And during the wedding, spoiler alert, Bowser tries to marry Peach. Um, you see King Bomb Bomb, you see the King Ghost, you see a lot of people from Mario, uh, Super Mario 64 in the, as a part of the wedding party, or part, part of the wedding guests. Um, and also you see a Yoshi egg, and by the way, there's also a scene when they're traveling through the Mushroom Kingdom, they travel through a Yoshi world with a whole bunch of Yoshis, dinosaurs traveling, uh, kind of, kind of a quick scene, and then you see a Yoshi egg being given as a gift at the wedding. Um, that's it. That's all I have for spoilers uh, for Easter eggs. Um, I will get into the after credits scene. There's two of them. Uh, first one after Bowser's is defeated, he's turned into a mini Bowser, put into a like a bird cage, and he's put into Peach's castle. Um, he's playing on the piano. Kind of that's the whole thing with Bowser. He's a, he's a musician. It's Jack Black playing. Of course, he's going to be doing some sort of music. But um, the second after credit scene though is Yoshi's egg. That was given as a wedding gift is shown in the in Brooklyn. It's because ret- the whole entire at the end of the movie, the whole entire Mushroom Kingdom is sucked into Brooklyn, and Mario and Luigi have to defeat Bowser in Brooklyn. They do shrink him down into a mini Bowser, and Yoshi's egg is seen underground in Brooklyn in the sewers, and it begins to hatch. And you hear the iconic Yoshi sound effects to end the film. Thought that was a great touch. Sets up a sequel for Super Mario World, which I'm hoping the sequel is called Super Mario World. That'd be incredible. If it continue, if it continue, continues that story of Super Mario World, I'd love that. Um, overall, I love this movie. And like you mentioned, it makes you want to go back and see it and try to check it out. And I love... We'll get into it right now. When you see a movie and you immediately feel the, feel the idea like, damn, I need to see that movie again automatically above a four for me four out of five pineapples mm-hmm. um this movie hits nostalgia hits the love for mario hits our childhoods to a t for me a four and a half out of five easily if i watch it again could be even higher but i think four and a half out of five is probably what i'm gonna stick with um yeah what do you think give your overall thoughts on it i've kind of talked talked a lot about i've been going back and forth um, on my score for the last couple days. Uh, will this be my second 
five pineapple movie? No. It's definitely a four and a half. It okay. is fun, nostalgic, fun I as loved, hell. I love. It's so hard for me not to give it a five because I loved everything about it. Yeah. Like the entire time you were talking about it is how I'm. I was sitting in the theater with a smile on my face the entire time. Oh yeah. And as we you were, were talking about the movie, the same thing has been happening. So it's yeah. so hard for me not to give it a five at this point. Um, but I'm sick with a four and a half. It's, it's just it's Mario and it's awesome and it's done well. Done well. And they give you so much, but they also hold back so much more they could have given you. Yeah. Um, I'm glad we didn't get Yoshi in this movie. And that's. And that's the only reason it's I'm not five. I'm glad we five. didn't get Wario, Waluigi. I'm glad we. I'm glad they're saving that for the sequel, though. Um, yeah. Because yes. that would have been too much. Because they would have to come up with more story, and it would have been too long. So I'm glad they held off. Four and a half all day for me, and I cannot wait to see it again. Yeah, and that's the only reason I didn't give it a five is because it, it, there's a lot of things that need to be expanded upon that you were just given very small glimpses of. But I was happy yep. to see those glimpses. But I want to see mm. them expanded upon. So I'm hoping this four and a half stays a four and a half, two years, three years down the line when the next movie comes out, when the next TV show, whatever, comes yes. out for this series. But incredible movie. Definitely want to see it again. Um, you get that When you get that immediate reaction for a movie, you know it's above a four. And just the nostalgia factor alone for this movie is a four and a half. So um, great. And that's it for the show. Kevin, no attitude error rewatch, but we're almost two hours, so might have been a good more... time. I... Yeah, yeah, we have we have a lot of stuff to watch this month. Yeah. We still yeah. see air. Yeah, we do. Which came out, I know, like today, but we have see air. And what's coming out next Thursday that we have to I, see? I don't remember. Um, I don't know. I think I don't know. What I feel like there's something. I feel like there's something. I don't know. We'll we'll we'll, we'll figure it out, but. That's it for the show. Thanks, everyone, for listening. And uh, we will talk to everyone next week for a brand new episode. Yes, sir. Peace. Paisanos, it's the Super Mario Brothers Super Show! With the Mario Brothers and plumbing's a game We're not like the others who get all the fame If your sink is in trouble, you can call us on the double We're faster than the others, you'll be hooked on the brothers Remarkable feats, you'll meet Koopas and Troopers, the Princess and the others. Hey.